My name is Dr. Randolph Shippon. I am a journalist and a psychologist in the states of New Jersey and New York. And I am the host of American Unity Radio, which is a national unity podcast. But I am excited today to be announcing that I'm going to be hosting the You Are Your Own Hero podcast. This is a podcast that is dedicated to the work of Dr. Tassel Faith Shanebrook, who has built her professional career in psychotherapy around the concept of self-sovereignty and is now moving that out to a coaching platform for the past couple of years. And um, the coaching platform has been called The Conscious Coach, and I am one of the people who has participated in the program, so I am a disciple of Dr. Shane Brook. And um, I'm also one of the people that believes heartily in the concept of self-sovereignty, including financial self-sovereignty is a very important concept. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce Dr. Tassel Shanebrook, as well as uh, the visionary, Sean Kelly, uh, for our first podcast episode. And then I'm going to include the songs that have featured uh, Mr. Kelly, uh, Sean Kelly, as well as the longer song that I wrote for Dr. Shane Brooke when I first met her. And uh, so that's going to be the format of our podcast. We're going to start with interviews and ending with music. And that way, if you don't want to hear the music that I have to put out in the world as the band Shockocracy, you don't have to. I would also like to announce that we are going to be starting a music label called Your Own Hero. And Your Own Hero uh, will feature the music from the people who are involved in the You Are Your Own Hero project and the Conscious Coaching uh, coaching program. And I am excited to be collaborating with musicians who want to come on the project. So uh, I'll be helping to run the label and I'll also be collaborating with whoever wants to collaborate with me in all the crazy ways I make music as Shockocracy. Um, so I'm really excited and uh, we're going to get something going that is going to be incredibly empowering to everybody who's listening. And I hope you share it with all of your friends because these are some of the highest vibration ideas in coaching and psychology and holistic health and overall wellness and resiliency and strength. And so I commend to you this interview and thank you for your attention. This initial episode was actually first aired on American Unity Radio, but it is a foundational interview and one that will describe the project and all the fun things that we're trying to create in the project. Not just self-sovereignty knowledge, but community and strength and uh, resiliency, healing, and most importantly, uh, the sense that you are part of something greater. Uh, and that greater thing is your life and the other people who connect with you and who harmonize with you. So, uh, again, this is re-aired, uh, but I hope you enjoy it. Thanks again. Thanks again. 
Welcome to American Unity Radio. This is Dr. Randolph Shippon, your host. It has been a while, everybody. I have not recorded an interview with very interesting and important people since, uh, God, I think, I think winter. And here I am with some of the most interesting and important people I have met in a long time. I am here with the estimable uh, Sean Kelly and the absolutely astonishing Dr. Tassel Shanebrook, who I count as my new mentor and who joins other fabulous mentors whom I have had on this program. And so I wanna thank both of you for being here. I am so grateful for your presence. Um, and uh, by way of introduction, I, I, I wanna actually defer to the people who are good enough to join me today. So I want to defer to first, um, uh, and I, I will follow up with Sean, but I wanna first defer to Dr. Tassel Shanebrook, who's joining us from uh, Nashville, uh, Tennessee, and uh, Tassel, thank you so much for being on the program today. Oh, well, it's such a delight to be here. I'm a huge fan of yours. So thank you so much for having myself and Sean on. Wonderful. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Sean Kelly, thank you for being here today. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Sean is in Canada, correct? Yeah, yeah. Near, near Toronto. Near Toronto. And uh, Sean and Tassel, I have uh, noted, are connected through some projects and um, are working on a big project uh, that Tassel is the, uh, I want to say she's the progenitor of, the creator of, a project that um, we appear to be coalescing around the name you are your own hero. Is that correct, doctor? <laughs> yes. Yes, doctor. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I am. Well, listen, I, I listen, I'm going to call him what he is in a minute because I think he's bigger than a doctor, Sean. Uh, I think, I think Sean is, is either reverend or prophet or, you know, maybe walks on water. I'm not sure what he does, but we're going to learn about his tricks in a minute. Um, <laughs> But you are your own hero. This is a very, uh, a very important concept, and and clearly, uh, your work is really coalescing around this. Can you talk about it a little bit? How, where does you are your own hero even come from? Yeah, thank you so much um, for the opportunity to talk about you are your own hero. Um, well, interestingly, I'll just start off by saying that Sean and I met uh, on Facebook because um, he noticed that he had a, he has a YouTube channel called How to Hero. And then at that time, and, and still I'm running uh, a Facebook group called You Are Your Own Hero. So he and I came together under this, this hero platform umbrella. And our work is, is uh, very much about helping others really find and nurture and develop their, their very own inner hero. And um, Sean can tell his story and I'll just briefly tell mine that um, I lived most of my life not feeling at all like my own hero 
uh, feeling quite the opposite of my own hero and um, really continually looking outside of myself for guidance, for suggestions, for uh, direction in my life, uh, whether it was from my parents or you know, teachers at school or just other people. And um, I really, really, really did not look within myself uh, to be my own leader, to be my own guide through life. And I, I often use this word when I, when I tell my story, the results of this were catastrophic. Mm. They were catastrophic. Um, I found myself in a life where every aspect uh, was so misaligned from who I really was and what was really important to me. Uh, everything from the marriage that I was in to my health, I was diagnosed with very early stage breast cancer to I had, I had no career. This is before I went uh, back to get my PhD. Um, very uh, challenging interpersonal issues with uh, people in my life, uh, just really across the boards, um, very catastrophic life. And because you were out of alignment with your own self. Exactly, exactly, okay. exactly, exactly. Because I was looking towards everyone else basically to direct me and guide me and et cetera. And so it was only through finally going within myself and heeding my own guidance and my own direction in life that slowly over time, I've been able to come into alignment with my own values, my own desires, my own passions and all of these different aspects of my life. So thus this phrase, you are your own hero, just sort of came to me. Um, and I'll just say that I, I never really wanted to be my own hero. I always kind of wanted to just look for someone else to almost like save me. Yes. Whether that was a man or a guru. Right. Or even my children to a certain extent, I was constantly looking for someone else to make me feel okay. Huh. And, uh, you know, that wasn't working. So, and I'm not saying I have it 100% down. Uh, it's still, I'm still a work in progress, but I-, this, I is your field, this is your field of inquiry now. Your field of inquiry is, is heroing for yourself. Yes, yes. And I think yeah. you, your, your dissertation, uh, uh, what, what university was it that you attended? Um, for my PhD, I went to Nova Southeastern. Yes. In, uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And it was an ethnography, a self ethnography, which, which is an absolutely fascinating piece of uh, comparing subjective literature, uh, subjective experience to known theoretical constructs around uh, this field of ethnography, which you you wove you wove in the work of Michael White and narrative therapy and changing your narrative to be a healthier narrative, and I am uh, only in the middle of it, and I am absolutely 
uh, you know, I'm absolutely riveted uh, between pages. Are you familiar with Michael White? I am because narrative therapy was strongly taught by my mentor and dissertation chair, Dr. Sonny Peterson at Temple University. And then she she went out to California to become a, a toy maker, but she's one of the four people on my wall. And you're about to join those four people, so. Um, and, uh, uh, but I will say that narrative therapy was uh, an emphasis in her theoretical training. Oh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. There, for me, I, I had not come across anything in our field like narrative therapy. It really stands alone to me as so humane mm -hmm. and, um, you know, very transformational and, and very much about uh, really empowering, obviously, the, the client to be the author of their own story, to be I their own it. hero. I love it. And, and um, Sean, I, I want to shift over to you for a second. How to hero. This sounds like something every guy in the world would be interested in, especially those of us who are really taken with Marvel movies more than DC. Let's let's be positive. The Marvel movies, they're more fun. They're more optimistic. Everything, there's in-jokes. It's fantastic. DC, you got some work ahead of you. What do you think over there? You're the, you're the expert on heroing, Sean. You tell me. Uh, I, I wouldn't say I'm an expert. I wouldn't say I'm an expert. Uh, I, <laughs> I, know, I know what I know. And uh, my my objective is just to share, share that. Um, so I, I, what I think is that everybody has this sort of unique expression that's that they tend to bottle up inside, right? That uh, a unique sort of personality that that they've suppressed in some way, and so I perceive that to be the hero. Um, and uh, yeah. as we sort of like awaken to that, um, wait, 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 pause. Yeah. As an editor, as as a person who curates content, sometimes well, okay, I want to say to you. That we need to just bookmark that and slow down for the audience. Did you just say, my friend, my new friend, did you just say that people have an inner self that comes out with surprising capabilities and that that's the hero you're talking about accessing? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I believe. Yeah. Um, that's a fascinating idea. Yeah, I, I think um, I think we all have the capacity for both good and bad within us, right? Um, and I think that when we are sitting in a sort of fear state, a, a, a lack state, we're we're not seeing the um, the love that can be applied in the situation. And when we sort of turn towards love, we always get the perfect results. We always get we always get uh, reality and unity. So. Well, how does one come by this knowledge? Tell me about you. What is your, what is, what was your encounter with darkness that shaped this? Because you are an expert uh, as, as far as I've come to understand it, just from what little exposure I've had to your work, you're an expert on the shadow. And I want to know about that. Like how, how does one, come into contact with learnings that lead him back to love and to light and to finding people of 
high vibration value and, and high ideals and yeah. having idealism like truth again. Like, tell me about how one gets back there. Uh, so I, I can talk a little bit about my experience. Um, most of my life, I was more or less atheist or agnostic, sort of. Uh, I didn't have an, uh, an, an easy time with labels. So any, any label that was applied to things, I, I was like, yeah, but that doesn't fit every scenario. There's gray areas. And so that entire um, concept of labeling things, and then also the concept of having all these various uh, ancient teachings that contradicted each other in various ways or were very similar in other ways, um, I sort of grew up in this analytical mindset. I, I started working in IT um, and I shut off that whole intuitive side, that whole like side that accesses the, un the unconscious or the unseen or the, the intuition and the emotion as well. Um, but then one day randomly, I had uh, what they call a spontaneous Kundalini awakening. I was in my backyard and there was a full moon and uh, I was thinking about how I was going to kill myself. Um, wow. I was considering. That doesn't sound like one of the procedures in Kundalini yoga. No, no, no. This, this would no. not be a, uh, this would not that be a wouldn't recommended, be a recommended yeah. practice. No, no, <laughs> no not. No. Yeah. No. Any of you uh, listening, yeah. Sean is not advising this. Okay. No, no, right. Absolutely not. I, right. uh, I specifically advise against it. Yes. Um, okay. So tell me about that. So what was so happening? I was, I was considering uh, how I would manage to do it with uh, making sure that like my kids were still uh, supported. Right. Oh my God. Uh, and um, something inside of me sort of snapped and, uh, and I broke down and I started crying to God, which at the time um, I wasn't even sure that God was there, but I just sort of said, well, you know, if somebody is listening, like I need you now. Yeah. So Yes. Um, and, and that's when it sort of happened. I had this, I felt this, um, energy come up through my spine from the base of my spine up through my, all the chakras and then sort of explode through my head. I could feel this pulsing. Uh, and then I was unable to really talk for a while, uh, maybe like 20 minutes. Yeah. For everybody listening, uh, I just want you to know that <laughs> his head is completely intact. I'm looking at a man. Not he's actually, a, he's actually a very good looking man and, and his Thank head you. is completely intact. There's no explosion apparent. Okay. Please go. Keep going. <laughs> so it, it just felt like um, something exploded out of my head. It felt like energy, yeah. energy. Right. Um, and then I started to hear sort of some guidance starting to come through some, something that I hadn't really heard before. Uh -huh. started to tell me that I was going to help people with the ascension. And I didn't know what that meant. Uh, started to tell me all, all these different, just little things about what I was to, do, to be doing. Um, they, they weren't ordering me. They were just sort of saying, if you're interested, here's a, a way for you. So um, this, this reminds me of what happened to Neil Donald Walsh when he sat down with paper and started the automatic writing that yeah. produced the conversations with God books, which were beautiful books. Yep. So you had this awakening and you felt for the first time in a long time, I guess, guided. Well, well what I, what I realized is that I was source, that source was me. Uh, that so that the, I was, I was God. You were, you were God. So this is like an apotheosis experience of oneness with with everything, like like ultimate with, yeah, meaning, ultimate meaning. Yeah. 
Yeah, unity. And and so in unity, we're we're not able to perceive corruption uh, or any uh, non-harmonious things. Uh, and so for about eight days, I walked around in a blissed out kind of state of awe and ecstasy. Um, I, I wasn't doing any drugs or anything. Um, uh, and then I had to figure out what happened to me. Uh, so then I started learning about Kundalini and understanding uh, some of that. Um, and that's when I started to hear um, more guidance coming through randomly. Um, and I would write it down sometimes. Other times I would just record a video. I just would follow whatever the guidance suggested was the right path at the time. This is a level of spiritual intelligence uh, that people are um, unfamiliar with unless they've had similar experiences. Okay. Absolutely. And these similar experiences, just for anyone listening, uh, can happen across cultures, across religions, across belief systems. Sometimes they express themselves as natural phenomena. You're not express, expecting it and all of a sudden it arrives. And sometimes people have this experience where they're training themselves for this experience, where they're learning about different religious traditions so that they can kind of put all those pieces together, right? Yep. Now, I wanna just shift over to Tassel for a minute because this is a very interesting thing. You have this awakening, okay? Tassel, did you have a similar awakening in your life? Um, mine was not quite as dramatic. Mine was a little more of a, a slower, maybe more gentle awakening. Um, and also I would say um, the catalyst was also deep, deep uh, suffering and grief. Um, and I'll just share that I think my, well, first of all, my awakening started in 2012 on the winter solstice, December 21st, 2012. Um, but then it really intensified during my divorce custody situation with my ex-spouse. Um, when for the first time I was spending a lot of time alone and not in my mother role, which was right. um, very, very uh, difficult, very, very painful. And um, I think what spirit did for me, or you know, I did for myself as I am spirit, as Sean said, is really just take me out of every comfort zone that I had. Um, I was away from my children. I had just moved to Tennessee. I didn't know anyone in Tennessee. I wasn't, I was not working. I was just writing my dissertation. Um, everything I knew just fell away. Like in the tarot, uh, it was the tower card. Yes. The tower card signifies great destruction. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I reached this point in my life and, and then because I was going through a divorce a lot of people who I thought were my friends kind of turned away from me to, to support my my ex-spouse and so I was really in this tower moment where everything known had fallen away um, and if I had had one person 
at that time to lean on, I would have, <laughs> but I didn't. And I, I believe is all orchestrated that way so that I would go within um, and, and really for the first time in my life, really start to feel this relationship with, with spirit and mm -hmm. with myself. Mm -hmm. um, so that was my real entry into this deeper awakening. And I, I would say I went through a very dark night of the soul uh, during this time period um, where just so much of what I had repressed, suppressed my entire lifetime and actually other lifetimes too eventually came through. Um, but all that stuff came up, all the truth came up and um, it was very, very challenging. It was very, very challenging. What I find challenging is that, that more people can't have conversations like this. Yeah. Oh, wow. Sean's resonance, it was like he exploded with energy. He's so happy I just said that. <laughs> because, Castle, you are a rarity, even among our colleagues in the field of mental health. The reason why you're a rarity is you're able to speak from your experience in such an authentic way and with total fearlessness about what other people think. And that is interesting because I have spent a lot of time advocating for changes in the field of psychology in my sort of pot shot way, which is usually I publish something that says something that the field isn't expecting. Okay, and it's, it's me shooting from the, the sidelines. What you do, interestingly, is you systematize your, um, your learnings. You do it in a way where you go public with your learnings. And you've done it before in your life. As I recall, you have another book out, right? Um, oh, the... <laughs> But the book that I... We don't even have to discuss yeah. it. You have the previous book out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a few. Yeah. Okay. And, and, so, and so there are, there's a part of you, like there's a part of me, that when you're going through something, you have to turn it into some sort of a public um, learning, where if you've had the learning, you're willing to share it with others. Because it's generous, it's actually scientific, to share the results of whatever, you know, you experience, you know, you're supposed to be able to tell people, hey, this is a phenomenon I've observed while being a scientist on this planet, right? And more than that, it provides courage and hope for people who are in a crappy situation and who need to get out of that crappy situation. And you're telling them, hey, you can do it yourself. You just need the right help to do it yourself. And that is a courageous message. And the way that you do it is particularly compelling. Sean, I want to shift back to you. How does truth figure into this? Because you are talking about truth these days. Can you tell me about your, your explorations on the topic of truth? Sure. Um, so I think that truth is all about the self. It's all about what the self sees in the self. And so I believe that 
when we are looking externally into our environment, we're seeing a reflection of our internal state, right? So we see what we are sort of the vibration of or what, what we're holding as our frequencies. Um, and truth, I think, comes from the insight and the wisdom around your own self and meeting all the aspects of yourself that you never were inclined to meet before because they were not aspects of self that you didn't accept. Okay. So, so truth is about embracing, and for me, embracing all those aspects of selves, aspects of selves that have not received love yet. Wow. Okay. So that sounds very, very deep. And um, the pathway, interestingly, there's emerging research in the field of psychology that, that indicates that patients do better once they hit an acceptance state and then work on a problem that the generally the uh the patients who are not going to do well in like a psychotherapy if they don't have first have acceptance around whatever's happening they can't you can't hand them the steps to the next stage yeah. without it's almost getting... like almost like grief right like yeah. you have to get to a certain stage before you're accessible for healing yes and i wonder i wonder if if the pathway to truth for you, this is, is through this shadow, this, this, this acceptance stuff, right? I, I think so. I think so. I think that, uh, so I, I operate from this perspective that uh, anything that I observe in the world that I have disharmonious feelings about, that's an aspect of myself that I'm not accepting. Um, so that's sort of the, the path that I advocate uh, to see in, in all people and all things and all moments, the creator and the love. Um, That's wonderful. Now I want to talk about the outlets for this wonderful information because the audience is going to be wondering, you know, how do I connect more to the people who are, who are talking now? And I want, I want to put that at the end, but it's very relevant here. Sean, you've acquired a following on YouTube for your wonderful uh, YouTube channel. And I have to tell you, I've had a YouTube channel for a really long time. I don't even mobilize it. And I feel like one of the reasons why you and I are connected is you're gonna teach me how to mobilize that shit. But I wanna know that, by the way, this is this is an explicit podcast. I don't know, I don't know if I told you, but but uh, I marked E on the podcasts Perfect. because because I, I, I slip up now and then, okay? And I no don't worries. hit it, all right? No worries at all. So I want to ask you um, about your channel. How did you even get the notion to start your channel? When did you start it? And, and how did you, how did it grow so big? It has like uh, 11,000, how many subscribers? It has a lot. It has 10, 10, 10 point something. I yeah, 10 point something. It's on its way to 11. Hey, listen, I'm a futurist. I was just predicting tomorrow. Yeah. No, okay. exactly. Any day now we'll be at 11. <laughs> Any day now. <laughs> That's right. Um, so I, 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 I started because I watched uh, a dude named uh, Markiplier. Uh, you may have heard of him. He's like a super popular gaming YouTuber. Mm. Um, and I saw that dude and I was like, oh, I could do this thing that he's doing. And it looks really fun. So I started making video game videos where I would play video games and just talk, just yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. the game, etc. cetera. Uh, and then as, as soon as I started to get traction for that, I was like, this is boring though. Like, 
this is, uh, at this time, I was not at all spiritual. I had no concept of any of this. This was prior to my awakening. Um, I just felt like I had to like do something that was not my day-to-day grind right. job in IT. Oh, 100%. Uh, so I started doing that. And uh, then I started to have a whole bunch of children. So a whole I, bunch of, just a whole yeah. bunch of children. How many children started you flying around? Lots of yeah, yeah, there were fun, everywhere. really, everywhere. Every time I went to turn my computer on, there was just a child at my feet or no, no. So I had, I had, uh, I have four kids. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. That's a lot of kids. Yeah. 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 So I have a two-year-old, a four-year-old, a 10-year-old and an 18-year-old. Wow. Um, and uh, I, I, so I just ran out of time really, but then I had to do it. So uh, I, I ended up sort of going back to it, trying a uh, technology sort of route and then canceling that and then switching into the how to hero stuff um, after my awakening. Yeah. So, or actually right before my awakening, my awakening happened in the middle of it. Uh, so so cool. it was really interesting to sort of look back and go, oh, okay, I understand now why I went with this name. I understand what I was doing. I understand the tattoos I got like within the year or two prior. So it all started to make sense. It's interesting, this uncovering of self that occurs. It's almost like that movie Memento, where the guy doesn't understand mm. what all the markings are. <laughs> That's exactly what it was like. It was exactly what it was like. I thought I knew why I had my tattoos, and then I awoke, and then I was like, oh, now I know why I have my tattoos. You and should I- look at the Masonic concept of sacred geometry. It also explains this, mm-hmm. uh, this, this sort of snap to realization when you come into spiritual or even intellectual alignment with uh, the, the broader thematic components of your universe, a lot of things start to snap into focus. And among those things, a very powerful thing that people notice are symbols and how the symbols will take on new meanings under this new context. So uh, I, I totally get you. And something very similar happened to me uh, uh, around a series of violent crimes in my family. And uh, uh, every, when everything snapped into focus and it was like, oh my God, this was the missing, the thing I had been missing all along. Uh, it felt actually very scary because it was, everything was then so logical after that. Everything was astonishingly logical. And that's what Freemasons know as sacred geometry, taking a look at the broader universe and understanding how everything fits together. Mm. Um, So very cool, very cool. Tassel, Dr. Tassel Shanebrook, I have to ask you a question. Yes. Tell me about fun and how we're going to infuse fun because you've been talking to me about fun for several weeks and I'm like, I don't know what this thing is. Can you describe to me how we, because I'm going to be part of this, I'm honored to announce that I am going to be part of whatever Tassel does in the future because I don't care, I'm just gonna support her because she's that kind of person. Okay. And Sean is proving himself to be that kind of person too. And you've accumulated other people who are also that kind of person. And I'm so excited to be the the kid who doesn't even belong on this bus, who's getting on this bus with the other people, because I am excited about the positivity of this group. Can you talk to me about fun though? Because I don't know what fun is. What is this fun thing that you keep talking about? 
Okay. So first of all, Wolf, you're amazing and awesome. And we are honored to have you do be a part of what what's happening. So it's a Thank great you, honor, absolutely. great pleasure, mad respect towards you. Thank you. Thank you um, so much. Talk to me about fun and, yeah, and so, dramatic okay. components. So first oh. of all, fun is somewhat of a new experience for me too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I absolutely did not grow up in an atmosphere of fun energy or, and then throughout my life, um, I didn't even realize I was allowed to have fun. I didn't, I didn't realize that, that I could do that. So I think fun is very dear to me now because I haven't had so much experience with it. And I guess one of the ways I could describe it is when you have that I call it the screaming yes inside your body. Yes, the screaming yes. I, and we've talked about this. There's a song that I will write eventually for this project called the screaming yes, because, because yes. That's, a, that's such a powerful thing to say. Tell us about the screaming yes. Yeah, so in any area of your life, it could be um, towards a, you know, a partner, a romantic partner where you just get that huge screaming yes. And mm -hmm. the thinking mind may have its reservations or have its fears, it ha has its programming, but your heart is just, your heart, your soul is just screaming, yes, let's do that, let's go there. Mm -hmm. uh, or it could be in your career projects that just really turn you on. Mm -hmm. um, so, Thankfully, I live in a state now where almost always I'm only listening to my screaming yes. Wow. In every aspect of my life. Wow. This is a complete 180 for me. I was absolutely ruled, imprisoned, I would say, by my egoic thinking mind. And you know, it's fears and it's practicalities and no tassel, you need to do this. You should do this. This is what's, uh, you know, safe and you have children and, you know, these sorts of rationalizations from the, the thinking mind. Um, so I don't live that way anymore. Hmm. I live from my heart. I live from my screaming. Yes. I live from my soul. Yeah. Listen, People are going to want to know where to capture some of what you've got. And so let's tell them now, and then we'll tell them again at the podcast at the end. But tell them now, because they're like, this lady's screaming yes, and I want to know all about it. So it's just like in that movie when Harry met Sally, she's screaming yes, yes at the table. You're screaming yes. Oh, my gosh. Perfect. Perfect reference point. Um, what was the uh, Meg Ryan? Right. Yeah, exactly. Why can we not live our life like that? Yeah. That this is this is this is the guide. When you feel like that, that is the guide. That is that's the direction. That's well, the guide. And, and you understand what our listeners are doing right now. They're doing what the lady uh, famously did. They she said, "I'll have what she's having." Right? Yeah, yeah right? exactly. Exactly. So they're going to want to they're going to want to have what you're having. So tell me where do they find this? 
Where do they find this? And where and and what do you plan for the future findings and the future sharings that you're going to have about this? You are your own hero and screaming yes, like this yeah. idea. Well, we have um, two flagship programs. Uh, maybe I could call them. Um, one is called You Are Your Own Hero, and we are going to be offering some amazing in-person retreats um, that just talk about so much, but really at its basis is what we just said. It's about following your own heart. Yes. That, that, that own passion, that, that fire that we all have. Yes. There's, there's something that turns everybody on and we're, that's what we follow. Um, so we have that yeah. Inject right there. Yes. I should save this for the next part. So you have the "You Are Your Own Hero," which is a which we are participants in. Sean, me, a woman named Christina, a woman named Amy, and Deborah. Right. Yes. Yes. And uh, that's kind of the group that is going to create a series of programs and offerings. Uh, and content for this mindset. And I really think it's mindset training, Tassel. Do, do you agree? I, I do agree. I do agree. Um, I think it's almost like we just in a way help like people be like, oh, I, they're doing that? Well, I can too. Yes. Um, yes. It's so, so go into that because the Conscious Coach is actually the program that I became formally associated with you through. Yes. It's your brainchild. It is a program that you developed as we were completing it. And I think that this is an amazing model for people to adopt. And you had a way of transmitting this knowledge to us, plus giving us a certification uh, that uh, allowed us to teach this model to others and apply it to our own lives. But it is also involving uh, uh, getting people successful financially, is it not? Yeah, yes. So the Conscious Coach Program is really, it's partly a you are your own hero, mm -hmm. helping people discover their own inner hero and really lean into that and self-lead and self-sovereignty. And then it's also sharing a lot of the practices that really from my awakening, I used to, golly, really just put, to get, put back together a life for myself, um, which includes a lot of going within and feeling your feelings and self-love and tuning into your own spiritual guidance um, and all these these sorts of practices that I hadn't found in the more clinical therapy world. So it's really just the practices that I use that helped me so much in my trajectory. Out Again, of I will tell you, I will tell you that every single one of those clinical practices that you use, they, if you go deep, deep, and I know you know this because I know you've studied this. If you go deep, deep, deep into Michael White's work, or into any work on metaphor, particularly the work of the Ericksonian hypnotherapists, 
you will find a wealth of knowledge about self-recreation by self-reprogramming. It gave rise to the entire field of neurolinguistic programming. And neurolinguistic programming is powerful actually outside of psychology, not so much in it. Yes. Psychology. Can I share that? Yeah, uh, please go ahead. That's go my on. definition of what magic is. Yes. The the Richard Bandler. Of the, uh, yeah. of the subconscious mind. Richard Bandler and Robert Diltz wrote a book called The Structure of Magic. And it's this, it's, they called it that because they understood that linguistics and reprogramming the mind is magic. Yep. That magical outcomes, and I mean, Erickson was all about this. Magical outcomes are possible if you can have a reimagining of your experience. Mm-hmm. Even a reimagining of your self-definition, your relationships, all these things. And Tassel, I, I have to bounce back to you for a second. A reimagining of your economic status. When you developed the Conscious Coach certification, it seemed to be to me a program that was particularly geared toward empowerment. And I want to say your whole brand is really about women empowerment. I mean, I know that men can be involved too. I'm one of the men that's involved, but I really see it as a very, you know, nurturing and supportive and empowering and, and sort of galvanizing brand for women. Would you agree? Yes. And, and I do hope that men um, find resonance with it too. Um, and that piece that you just brought up is about financial sovereignty. Yes, thank you. And that's a beautiful phrase. Listen, I hope everybody says that over and over again, five times before, like let's all practice together. Financial sovereignty, financial sovereignty, financial sovereignty, financial sovereignty, financial sovereignty. Why five times? Sacred five, I'm kind of witchy. And I think that people need to repeat things sometimes five or six times to really get down something. Financial sovereignty is something that we all should be striving for. Yeah. Right? So again, like all these other ways we've already talked about, uh, me, myself, and probably many others, again, looking externally for financial security, whether it's working for a company or uh, maybe marrying uh, into wealth or you know any other external searching beyond oneself for, for wealth, mm-hmm. um, just again, turning that around and honing in on what is your magic, what is your medicine, what is your completely unique and amazing life purpose here and really leaning into that, following that and really bringing through your own financial independence, your own financial sovereignty. Just based on your experiences as your own person. You know, like you don't have to be a joiner all the time and you don't have to go get, I have a very gifted and talented friend. I know she's going to be listening to this podcast and she knows who she is, who is about, she'd run by me the idea of taking out more student loans. And I said, based on this person's 
Ivy League expertise, now I gave it away who it is for those friends who were really carefully listening. Given her Ivy League expertise and her expertise in the field, I said, I don't think you have any, if anybody who wants to send you to school at this point in your career should be paying for it. And, and to be honest, I think that you could do your own thing based on just your, what you have now. And this was the message that you, you transmitted to us in The Conscious Coach, which was, you probably have an area of mastery that you can monetize now and not have to wait for any kind of public validation. Amen. Hallelujah. Nobody has to stand up and applause, bow down, salute you. Nobody has to do that at all. Nobody has to knight you with a sword. I'm just trying to get Sean to smile. Okay. So... <laughs> What do you think, Sean? When did you become a self-validating creature that way? What what was it your was it your awakening? Uh yeah, yeah. Prior to that, um I didn't dabble too much in any of this hmm. type of stuff. So I, I studied, I would say that I studied psychology, neuroscience, quantum mechanics, various um, I guess subjects, but not in any type of academic uh um you know, uh, what's the word structural way. I didn't go to any schools or anything like that. Um, so around 2012, I started to like awaken. Um, but I, it was like a, a summer, a semi awakening. So, so around the same time Tassel was, uh, December, 2012, um, it, it, it shifted my perspective of what I'm looking at. Right. And so once that happened, I could no longer see the separation most of the time from me to the other person. Um, and so when I perceive things, I, it just teaches me that I need to um, embrace whatever about myself. And so then I started to understand through all of that, that, oh, it all is me. All, all of it is me. And so I, I, I sort of formed together this requirement of, well, I have to manage this, then I have to uh, balance all of this so that I can see what is true. Right. Does that make sense? It does. It does. And, and now I'm going to ask you, how do you, how do you get to the part where you narrow your, having absorbed all of that, how do you then narrow it, your focus so that you can take action? Uh, that's difficult. It's difficult. You have to, in my experience, you have to let go of aspects of personality that are not um, harmonious with what you plan to be doing, right? Mm. So there's aspects of personality that are egoic and that are based in fear uh, that if you let go, it will be a boon to your, your path, right? If, if, if you can let go of the fear of, for example, speaking your truth publicly on some internet thing, uh, then you can be more successful in that type of endeavor um, and so you're sort of picking and choosing, you're programming the magic we talked about, you're programming the subconscious to um, uh, utilize the uh, accessible and powerful and uh, aspects of the art archetypical mind that resonate with the pathway that you're traversing. And then sort of accepting with love, but letting go the aspects that don't resonate with your path. And this is the kind of stuff that you talk about on your channel, How to Hero on YouTube, right? 
Uh, I try to, I try to. Yeah. It's, it's hard for me to identify what needs to be talked about. Sometimes I, I can't tell. So I, I talk about uh, this subject. A lot of it does deal with sort of how to look at the shadow or different perspectives that somebody can take in a rational way. I just have a feeling that in your connections with the people who are part of this project, uh, uh, who are coalescing around Tassel's You Are Your Own Hero project, um, that there are going to be people who suggest to you that your um, knowledge and your connections are so vast that they will want you to break it down into smaller pieces and, mm -hmm. and to put it into little boxes for people to absorb. Because one thing I've learned about you over the past couple of weeks is that your mind can go everywhere, everywhere. And it's actually something that's very admirable, uh, admirable about you. I don't think there's anywhere your mind doesn't go. And so uh, uh, I want to congratulate you uh, uh, in a way on cultivating such an openness and such a, uh, a, a, an authenticity in your connections with things that are very, for some people, uh, many people, very intellectual and ethereal, but actually you make it make pragmatic sense. And that's one of the things that I think is really strong about you. Thank you. That's, that's my goal is to try and uh, bridge the gap as much as language can. Mm -hmm. That's, that's uh, per perfect. Perfect. Well, again, I want to, I want to um, bring this back to a very exciting idea, which is that you are your own hero is going to actually be a community. And I'm going to quote you Tassel. One of the things that you said in your trainings, uh, and it became kind of a mantra for the trainings, um, was to move through your fears. I can move through my fears. Mm -hmm. And another thing that you would say in your trainings is we all rise together. And there was something so healing about hearing you say that each time, because it, what it did was it formed community between the people who were in the trainings. And the way you ran the trainings was then you would have people break out into groups and um, kind of drop in on the groups, but you were there to show them that they could be teachers to each other based on the topics that you were teaching. And it was like you, you were teaching, it, it was in a way you were teaching them, you are your own hero through conscious coaching, but you were also teaching them, you are a teacher. And by being a teacher in this group, you can now be a teacher outside this group. And I thought it was a particularly powerful way to train people. And I just want to applaud it because I think everybody should have that kind of training model. So where can this next vibration, uh, 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 this next uh, grouping of, uh, of uh, people who coalesce around your positivity, where are they going to find this information, Tassel? Where are they going to find out more about you? Yes. Um, well, one place is my website. It's mm -hmm. drtassel.com. T-A-S-S-E-L. Yeah, T-A-S-S-E-L. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then Sean and I also have this project on his YouTube channel called the stream of truth, mm -hmm. where, uh, weekly on Fridays, 
at noon Eastern, I believe. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we will be uh, live streaming, usually at least an, for an hour to an hour and a half, on scintillating topics <laughs> such as uh, what is truth or how you can be your own hero or how, how to trust what's going on in your life. Um, really Perfect. just like how to be a, how to like how to be a human how and and you know connect with our spirituality as well or be a spiritual being be a spiritual being and be a human at the same time basically yeah you know? i think a, a big goal is to help integrate uh back into society so sort of after you when you go through these awakenings you, you may go through a period of reintegration where you know you don't really know how to be anymore and, and so that's part of my way to help people as well. That's right. Now, listen, I, I think that very often, and this was taught to me by my English teacher, Mrs. Roberta Catman. I think very often I find myself wanting to gravitating toward learning and then immediately turning around and teaching the thing that you most need to learn. And that by teaching the thing that you're actually in the process of learning it, you're, you're strengthening your knowledge a couple ways. The first way that you're strengthening your knowledge is that you had to learn it in order to transmit it. Then the second way you're strengthening your knowledge is when you teach it, you actually learn more about it because your mm -hmm. students have questions about it and you get back to them with the answers. And that's, that's a really cool way to learn even deeper. And um, I just want to mention a third thing that happens that's transformative when you teach what you most need to learn is that you're actually enthusiastic about it while you're going through it. Mm -hmm. And you might be a little less enthusiastic about it if it's like really ancient history, really old news, which is why it's critically important that the Conscious Coach and this You Are Your Own Hero project is constantly cultivating new people coming in because they will be the ones who are the most impassioned teachers of the thing that they probably just got through or are going through as they're teaching it. This is a common phenomenon in training. You wanna catch people in their passion. If they're out of passion, they should probably move on to a new teaching. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right, does that resonate with you, Tassel? Yes, and what I wanna say about that is it's, because of the world we live in, it's very easy to get out of the mindset that you are your own hero. It, it can be easy to forget. And so just for me, being in this group and, and these projects is, is really so nurturing to my soul so that I remember, that I remember to, that I am in my power and that I am creating my reality and that I am actually here to live out all of my life streams. But I too need uh, reminders of that. So just as you said, I think we teach, we often are drawn to teach what we most need and what is most dear to us. Um, well, listen, you do it every time you, you talk to me, you know, you'll end your uh, communications all your dreams, every single one. Now, listen, I know magic spells really well. I don't want to get into it. Why? 
Okay. But I know magic spells really well, and you have a number of them down. Okay. And the reason you have them down is because you're consistent in your communications with people about what you are trying to transmit. And when you say to people, all your dreams, every single one, I know that's a blessing that goes two directions. It goes to the person you're making the blessing to, but just as you know, the Eastern thought teaches us, if you're capable of thinking it about something, somebody else, then reflexively, you're also capable of thinking it about yourself for harm or for good. Yeah. And so the fact that you're, you're at that high vibration where you pump out that, that maximum positive, which is all your dreams, every single one, that gives courage to the person who hears it. And it also reflects that courage right back to the sender. Totally. totally. Yeah. Yes. Every time I say that, write it, I, it's medicine for me. It's the most beautiful medicine for me too. Yeah. And it reminds me of the compassion prayer, the, the metta prayer in, in, uh, in Buddhism, you know, where you wish something good for others and then you wish it back to yourself. And you go through a list, a rank order list of like the people who it's easiest for you to list and then the people who it's the hardest for you to list. And it's supposed to teach you to be as compassionate to yourself as you would be even to your mortal enemy you 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 have to extend them you know may you be happy and healthy may you be safe may you live without fear yeah. you know and so you do that with your transmissions and i want to learn how to be more like you which is why i'm i'm choosing you as a teacher now i think i'm still going to be snarky inappropriate i'm going to say mean things i'm going to i'm going to write bad music i'm going to continue to do all those things but i want to be at a higher vibration doing all those bad things and that's why i choose you as my teacher <laughs> love that i'm, I'm honored, I'm honored. <laughs> okay Thank you. And thank you. And Sean, thank you. Thank you for being a person who was so open to, uh, to my uh, divergence and um, so open to uh, connecting with somebody who's a stranger, uh, who uh, is uh, absolutely in admiration of everything that you're trying to achieve through your work. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's, uh, it's a pleasure. Uh, truly a pleasure. I want to tell you all that I wrote two songs. Uh, these songs are about the people on this program. And so at the end of this uh, segment, I will be playing uh, one for Sean that I did a couple days ago. And then that is going to be published under a new label. I'm going to be starting a new label for the You Are Your Own Hero project called Your Own Hero. We are going to be inviting other musical artists onto this label. Sean, I expect that your guitar will be making an appearance at some point. Sweet. And, and, uh, and we are going to invite anybody affiliated with the project to make music for the project and to make music for themselves. And we're going to figure out how to make some money with positive music that pumps out these ideas into the universe. So um, I'm really excited about that. And awesome. I, 
I, I want to, so we're going to have Sean song and then we're going to have Tassel song, which I did under my shockocracy band, which has 115 songs out. There's a boat roaming the Northern New Jersey shore advertising my band uh, for the next month. And uh, it says, uh, this world is your shockocracy. And actually my music is getting some attention. So I'm very happy about it. That's so. awesome. That's awesome. So we're going to keep this thing going and keep the energy positive and uh, start creating the world that we want to create together. So Absolutely. I'm very excited to work with both of you and with the rest of the team. Me too. And wait, the real teaser here, Tassel, we have to give them something. We should have put this at the beginning. Tassel, we need to tell them that we're talking about some nice underline twice three times nice trainings where it feels like you're going for fun but you have the excuse that it's a training but you're going for fun but the and and, and they don't have to be musically uh, sorry they don't have to be mutually exclusive because we're going to be having all kinds of fun but we're going to be learning at the same time oh right? my goodness i'm so glad you brought that up yes these you are your own hero in-person retreats are going to be so fun. So fun. Dancing, massages, um, fire, fireside ceremonies and singing, um, amazing gourmet dinners, um, doing super fun stuff together. And then yes, there will be a lot of transformation as well, but it, it's going to be it's going to, you won't even, it, it's, you won't even know it's happening in a way. And when we talk about transformation and, and, and the thing that we've been started to unlock as a team, when we talk about transformation, you have to be able to tell the people that you go on this fabulous, not a vacation, but yes, but not a vacation, but yes. Okay. All right. You have to be able to tell these people that you're going for a good reason. Here's the good reason you're not only going to awaken in terms of your awareness, you're going to awaken in terms of your power to collect the resources that you need to collect in this world to make your life a better life. And that's what we're really trying to do is help people with those empowerment methods as well, including, as you put it, I love this phrase, Tassel, financial sovereignty. If you called your workshops financial sovereignty workshops, Oh, good idea. I'm writing it good down. Idea. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's a, that's a huge thing. That's a huge thing for so many people are motivated that way because they think that it will solve the rest of their problems. It solves one problem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it also is the foundation upon which you can build all kinds of healthy choices into your life. Yes. And I'm so glad you said that because, you know, I think maybe women in particular, men too, we can stay in unhappy relationships partly because of financial reasons. So you're, yeah. you're really free when you do have financial sovereignty, obviously. Yeah. And so we're working toward it and we're teaching what we most need to learn, which is that none of us, you know, as, at least as far as I know, are, are independently wealthy people. We are people who are, who have a vision for how to unlock this 
uh, opportunity for ourselves and for others. And thank God it's not like multi-level marketing. It's actually about learning some skills and going and kicking some ass in this world in the name of goodness and peace and love and justice and all of the things that we want to see this world be. Yeah, it's ultimately, it's just about being yourself. Yeah. And getting paid for it. Sounds good to yeah. me. That's great news, right? <laughs> Sounds good to me. So drtassel.com, also the stream of truth uh, on uh, on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and uh, I know that the songs for uh, Your Own Hero Project will start coming out very soon because I can't even control the music. You know that it just flows. So uh, I'm really excited to be adding my musical work will be part of the You Are Your Own Hero project. And I'm really excited to contribute it and to collaborate with other artists. I am not, I, I've been doing solo because it's COVID. I can't wait to work with other people. Yeah, so, awesome. So thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity to interview you both. Sean, uh, I really appreciate you. Any words of wisdom to the, to the listeners uh, before we end the segment? What would you like to, to encourage people to, to do going forward? Uh, so, so the biggest piece of advice that I could give anyone ever is to look to anything you see and see the creator. And if you can do that, then you'll find the love in any situation. That's beautiful. Now I need, I, I might need some instruction on that and I might be coming to you for some help. So thank you. I would love, I would love to. And uh, what about you, Dr. Tassel Shanebrook? What is your parting words to the public on American Unity Radio? Yeah, my parting words are, it's never too late. It's never impossible to follow your heart and to really tune in to those deepest, most precious dreams and desires that you have for your life and for those to, to absolutely manifest in, in your reality. Um, I have experienced it myself and many others have. And we, all of my guidance is that we are absolutely here to absolutely live the lives of our dreams. Tassel, when you say it, it sounds so good. And I just want to say amen. Uh, as you say, aho, and so it is. Yes, right? love okay. it. Okay, all right. Thank you for being Thank yourself. You. Thank you, Sean, for being yourself. I honor you. I'm really, really excited to start this journey with you. And we're going to make something that we are so proud of. And everybody who knows us is going to be so proud of and hopefully wants to join. Awesome. Yes, yeah, I'm exactly. excited too. And that's just something else I, I want to say is that this is just a community that we are building and growing and the more the merrier and anyone who's interested, please contact. Oh, hey, let's talk about that. What's, what's the best way to connect on social media? What yeah. about Facebook? There's there a Facebook offering that you would invite people to check out. Yeah, so on Facebook, um, my... Facebook name is Tassel Faith Shanebrook. And then I also have a Facebook group called You Are Your Own Hero. Um, so I can be found there. And Good. yeah. Good. And and Sean, is there anything that you wanted to highlight? Are you are we sticking with the YouTube channel? 
Yeah, sure. Uh, just if you search how to hero on YouTube, uh, you'll find me. It should be, uh, should be pretty easy. Yeah. That's the easiest way to find anything I'm doing. Awesome. 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 I honor you both. And I thank you both for being on the program tonight. And, uh, and uh, thank you for listening to American Unity Radio. Uh, we will uh, be following with some music uh, f- for both Sean Kelly and uh, Tassel Shanebrook. And uh, uh, we will be hearing more from them. I hope you guys will come back and be guests. Uh, are, you, are you down? Yeah, sure. Okay. All right, great. Anytime you want to spout about something, we, we put it on. All awesome. right. Great, great to do this with you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Good night. Good night. Just a quick note about these audio recordings. If you're listening to these recordings on this podcast, you are not getting the full effect of how they will sound if you listen to them on a music service. So I commend to you um, the... uh, Shockocracy, that's S-H-O-C-K-O-C-R-A-C-Y feed for now to listen to these songs or any of the commercial music services. I believe that I'm going to be putting up Sean the Channeler uh, as well as a couple other songs out soon on the first You Are Your Own Hero label. But please listen to them on a music service. If you're listening to the song now, you're just getting an idea of how it sounds but it's a much richer sound on a music service. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, you're about to hear uh, Wayfinder Tassel, and then you're gonna hear a different song called Sean the Channeler. Thank you so much, bye-bye. You found your magic tassel. This world is your shockocracy. is her shockocracy. Let her teach you to be a witch.
time to graduate. All tasseled up.
you'd be lucky. Some people don't know.
peace, love, and justice. She's going to raise your energy. All tasseled. say I didn't tell you, dear one. somebody who was so positive you couldn't find a reason not to like the person? I don't know a lot of people like that either, I'll tell you the truth. But I met one, and his name is Sean Kelly, and he can teach you how to be positive too. supposed to put here. Let's start up, surge some waves, and get to the next level by going to outer space.
One thing I admire is how this guy always ends it on a high note. Thanks, Sean. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to the interview with Dr. Tassel Shanebrook and uh, Sean Kelly. And thank you also for listening to the music of Shakocracy. If you've made it this far, you listen to music off a music service. You should probably listen to it on a music service. But um, thank you for listening to Wayfinder Tassel and um, Sean Kelly's number uh, edited him under the Your Own Hero label, which is coming very soon. So thank you so much. And I look forward to inviting you to become part of the You Are Your Own Hero project, which means do you have something that you would like to contribute? Would you like to discover more about this brand of self-sovereignty? Would you like to maybe take some of the power and strength and resiliency back in your life? Well, please check out uh, youareyourownhero.com. Hopefully that will be going up shortly. Uh, Sean Kelly is behind that. And uh, please also check out this podcast. And if you want to come on the show, we'd love to have a conversation with you and uh, see how you're applying these principles in your life. So thanks so much. And we really look forward to getting you involved with the project and with our program. Thank you and have a great day.